All right. It is the Atlanta Basketball Podcast, episode 143, January 30th, 2023. Really did some speed mixing there on that introduction. Um, you know, kind of subtle pauses and then speeding up the way that I'm uh, talking really fast. And then, uh, you know, Illinois uh, coming off of a win, right? Uh, it kind of, you know... I don't, I don't know if ownership is the right word, but kind of ho-hum after Wisconsin owned Illinois for a long time, and it's kind of flipped yeah. uh, completely on its head here. Yeah, uh, third win in Madison, I believe, six in a row against Wisconsin. So uh, Illinois, uh, after I think they lost, uh, I can't remember, under Gross. So uh, nice to see them back. Uh, this game uh, was an uh, offensive, you know, masterpiece in the first half so brilliant uh, 20 to 16 and a half uh wisconsin after Illinois went up 12 got it get, came up got up one and then illinois went on uh 22 to 4 run or matthew meyer went on a 22 to 4 run uh so of course matthew meyer player of the game our pog i didn't even ask you because i knew um, i mean obviously yeah it, you know if he scores over 10 you're picking him so, uh, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Meyer, uh, 33 minutes, nine for 19, uh, five for 11 from three, three for four from the line. The only one he missed was when he got fouled on that three, 26 points, which is a career high for him. Six rebounds, one steal, one block and zero turnovers. Uh, you know, we don't have the mullet, but we have a mustache and a headband now. So Matthew Meyer, uh, likes keeping it fresh. Uh, he was asked about the headband and apparently he found it on the floor in the locker room. So he said it wasn't stinky. So I guess that's good. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's just really good to see Meyer back. Uh, he had a couple off games and it just seems like when he's in the zone, he is, he is on a different level. And Underwood said of him that quote, he showed the, who the best player on the court was tonight. Matt can really get going, and we just keep kept feeding the horse there in the second half. Um, apparently, Meyer is the type of person that tells you that he is ready to go and to get him the ball. There were multiple interviews with players that said, yeah, Matt just kind of says, give me the ball. Um, Underwood said, quote, he lets you know when Matt when Matt's going. We have seen it in practice. He is scary. Some of the runs he's been on. We're trying to do it in a variety of ways, not just with the three. He's an exceptional ball handler at 6'9". He's got a way around the post, and he's a crafty offensive rebounder. Rebounder. Um, he only had one offensive rebound in this game, but it was a big one. Uh, when Illinois was kind of struggling, uh, Meyer got a big one, and then uh, who got the other one? Shannon. Oh, Shannon, yeah. Terrence Shannon Jr. got a big one. So, um Meyer was asked about the blues. I'm I'm repping the blues because Illinois broke the broke the the uh superstition. You the got bottom of my underneath blues. Blue. <laughs> um he said that uh he's not very superstitious, so it really doesn't matter to him. Uh which is weird because he said he's been trying to change up his hair and all this other stuff to play better. So well, these jerseys suck, plain and simple. I don't really care if they the won blues. or lost. These jerseys look like shit 
Yeah. Uh, horrific, I think, is how I would describe uh, you'd it. You'd rather like, always see the oranges. I think I think these jerseys would look better if they would incorporate some white, whether it was making the number white or the letters white. I yeah. think that would make these look a little bit like the all navy with the orange. It just looks dumb. Uh, and I wish that they had a navy jersey that was better, but I don't really think that that's going to happen. I, I, ever. Yeah, I think they'd have to completely rebrand to get a different one right well they should rebrand any i mean the the <laughs> home white and the or the orange and white are not good yeah the only good jerseys they have are the script and the fighting Illini, uh classic orange so like that says a lot about it's all i'm also very uh like most of the jerseys that i love are the script or the classic so i you know like Purdue's jerseys yesterday I, you know so maybe i'm just in my own bubble here. I don't know. <laughs> These jerseys suck. Uh, let me just say this about Meyer. Uh, I I did not know that he could score in this many ways, I think. Uh, I think the only way that you're not going to see him score is probably a mid-range jumper. Now, I'm sure he could do it. He just doesn't. Doesn't, yeah. Or um, under the rim a lot. He's been one of the best finishers in the last month for them at the rim. Like Shannon has been up and down in terms of finishing at the rim. Danger's been pretty money at it, but Meyer's been really good at it. Yeah, and and I think the difference between him and Shannon is is his ball handling, like Brad talks about. Uh, he he takes care of it when he goes to the lane, where Shannon kind of gets out of control sometimes. Uh, he got called for a couple charges in this game. Um, I also think that uh, that teams are certainly not going to try to stop Meyer underneath or get into the rim as much as they're going to try to slow Shannon down. Right, doing that. I'm sure the game plan is never. Well, and and Myers is more of a methodical uh, entry into the post, where Shannon's is just kind of go as hard as you can. So middle linebacker, yeah, yeah. Uh, ACG says he wishes that we wore the white scripts more. Totally agree. We would all agree with that. Ty Rogers' career game incoming. Played well last time against this opponent, so why not this time? Yeah, Um, Coleman Hawkins, thirty-four minutes, one of three from the field. Uh, his only make was a, a fadeaway with the shot clock running down. Um, 0 for 2 from 3, 3 for 6 from the line, 5 Those points. free throws were <laughs> bad. I don't know how uh, they didn't go in. Two of them yeah. should have gone in. <laughs> uh, nine rebounds, two assists, two blocks, zero turnovers. Uh, I was not impressed with his game. Apparently, I was the only one not impressed. I think you're game. totally, totally overblowing the the defense on wall thing because, like, how many times did wall score him? Twice, I think. And also, he wasn't matched up against him that many times, and wall is going to score against anybody. So, uh, like, three, three times in a row, he scored on him. I mean, uh, he's going to score on anybody. I think you allow that. <laughs> okay. I don't think he was that bad. I, it, it, believe me, if I thought he was terrible, I would be the first one to say it. Yeah. I don't think he was that bad. And also, when the offense was terrible, I wish they would have given him the ball more to try to kickstart something. Sure. Um, sure. But I, you know. yeah, it, I mean, I mean, thinking back uh, about the game, I guess I wasn't that upset. Um, like I, like I said, the the defense against Wall was was frustrating to me. Uh just because it seemed like Walt did it so easily against, uh, you know, against the best defender in the league, according to players and coaches. So that's the only thing that that was frustrating to me. Uh, I did his help defense when when Meyer fell down was nice. 
uh, got the block there. I thought when uh, Wisconsin had two bigs in the paint and he decided to help Danger was a terrible defensive play because he left his guy wide open for a, for a drop-off. But, you know, I, I mean, nine rebounds, I'm not going to complain with. Uh, zero turnovers, super happy about that. So, sorry, I, it's just it's just me and Hawkins. Uh, that, You're a hater, this yeah. One uh, was, yeah. He also got hooked by Wall, man. We need to talk about how that, stupid that was. That was. Horrific. Uh, and also, in terms of, you know, maybe not closing out, in certain spots for almost anybody on this team. I don't think I'm going to blame them for not closing out on uh, Carter Gilmore, who hit one three and came into the game uh, four for 14, not a three point shooter one for 13 last season. Yeah. Uh, So there was some instances where they didn't close out. And that was a guy that I don't really blame them for not closing out on uh, because really Wisconsin has like what? Three shooters that are threats from three. Yeah. Klesman, Isijan, yeah. Hepburn, maybe Crowell. And and to that point, Hawkins got got switched onto Klesman and left him wide open. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he he was fine. I just you know, there's some spots where I wish that Coleman Hawkins would play better. Um, Underwood said after the Wisconsin uh, huddle or after the Wisconsin run when they took the lead, uh, he said, "quote Coleman was electric in that huddle. Coleman was a soothing voice." I'm asking him what he likes. What do you feel? What do you like? What action? I ask him that all the time. We need movement. We need movement. What do you like? Coleman was elite in those moments. Now he is leading our team. Let me just say this. Um, I don't think the words soothing and electric go together. (laughs) I don't think that those words coincide. But elite elite does because that's the only word he knows how to use. Electric in that huddle, he was a soothing. Does Brad not know what electric means? I think (laughs) he's hearing the kids say it too much, and he just – electric would be R.J. Melendez's drive to the rim dunk. That would be electric. That's true. Soothing would be – Danger left hand from 10 feet for some reason. That was a nice soothing bucket. I I was insane that he went up left-handed there. That was a Um, show-off is what that was. ACG says, the hook on Coleman reminded me of the Mizzou game where the guy took Kofi's hand and hit himself with it and drawing the flagrant. Yeah. Um, Meyer was asked about Coleman uh, after the game, and Matthew said, there is a reason why he's on so many mock drafts. He is a very respected player across the conference. He does so many things that don't show up on the stat sheet, and I think he is one of the best defenders in the league. It's great having him. I fell on one of them, and Coleman came and blocked the shot at the rim for me, or it would have been a layup. He's always cleaning up mistakes for me and the other guys. So, sure, the guys love him. I, yeah. I just, no, I, 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 I wasn't. I mean, nine. Re- he should get nine rebounds in his sleep. He's six ten. Crying out loud. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Danger had eight. Meyer had six. Yeah. RJ had four. You know, you never know what's, uh, you know, you know. I don't know. That's why I'm, that's why I'm ranting a little bit. I think, I think, I think you're a hater. I I don't know. I mean, I'm a hater too, but I'm not going to, not in this game. (laughs) Um, I mean, he did have four offensive rebounds in the last game. Just let me be mad for a little bit. All right. I don't. Just I took away way. my anger a little bit, a little bit. You only took three shots. There's just, know. there's just spots. Turnovers. There's just spots. That, uh, but it's know. college basketball. There's spots for everybody. That's true. But 
but I'm going to look at the guy that's picked 32 to go in the draft. Okay. It's more like 39. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jaden Epps, 32 minutes, five of 10 from the field, one of two from three, uh, two for two from the line, 13 points, two rebounds, two assists, one turnover. Again, controlling the game as the point guard. Probably the number two candidate for player of the game, I would say. Yeah, I would have I would have put him up there. Um, I I love hit the three he made. Uh, I saw somebody post on Twitter, and I'm gonna knock on Coleman again because somebody said great drive in a dish from Coleman Hawkins. Coleman Hawkins took two dribbles, didn't get to the free throw line, and kicked it to Epps. So let's let's. I mean, come on, guys, come on. Um, Terrific, Epps. Anyways, uh, he is. He's the guy when the shot clock's under 10, he's the guy I want to have the ball because every time he got the ball under 10, it seemed like he got to the basket where like Matthew Meyer had a possession where it was under 10 and he threw up a one footed three, uh, you know, Coleman has to take a fadeaway 15 footer. It, it just seems like when there's under 10 and there's nothing doing, I'd rather have Epps have the ball than anybody else on the team right now. They haven't um, had anybody like that since Io, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say uh, ACG says Jay Nepps uh, driving to the rim and finishing his poetry. Correct. Lunkers thinks that Nebraska is a must win. I would say so. Um, I mean, it's Nebraska. You it's not a must Nebraska. win. It's a uh, don't a, lose. You can't lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't lose. Yeah. Um, he, he did struggle in the second half against Hepburn a little bit. Uh, Hepburn got some spacing, knocked down some threes, but uh, no points for Hepburn in the first half. Uh, Hepburn ended up with 15, made that three at the end of the game to, you know, instead of it being 61 40, 48, it's 61 51. Stupid. I did see, I did see somebody say that this is better for Illinois because in the net, because if, if Wisconsin moves like three more down the net, it's not a quad one or win. Doesn't so, matter. So yeah, I'm just saying it apparently. Well, it people matters. are stupid. I mean, not really. I'm not the one that created the net. The net sucks. Yeah. Um, Underwood on Epps said uh Jaden Epps was spectacular. That young man is not playing like a freshman. He just keeps leading us and finding ways to make it to the basket, increase the paint, and spray it. Quite possibly the most overused cliche in college sports. He's not playing like a freshman. Yep, they said about literally every freshman that's good. That's I mean, true. come on, that's... talent is talent, coaching is coaching. Yeah, and he could score in a lot of different ways, and I think he's only going to get better as a passer, playmaker, uh, as the years go on. As he's a four-year, three-time All-American at Illinois. Maybe <laughs> Yeah, and Underwood was asked about uh, you know what's made him better over the time there so far, and he said his pace and his poise and two foot jump stopping in the lane, and when that comes more consistent, he's going to score a lot of points in an Illinois jersey. So. Uh, Dane Danger, thirty two minutes, four of six from the field, one of two from the free throw line, nine points, eight rebounds, one steal, two blocks, two turnovers. Uh, he had eight in the first half. And I think he got one paint touch in the second half. So I don't know what that's all about, but it is what it is. Uh, it was nice to see him uh, when he got doubled or triple teamed that he he passed it out. 
because Dane's been known to, I think Dane even said something like, I, when I want the ball, I'm getting the ball and I'm going to shoot. So, um, uh, Underwood said big shout out to Dane Danger. He was terrific in the first half and kept us in the game. Uh, Matthew Meyer said on him, quote, we just know we can always rely on him. When we get him the ball in the right spots, he can go either way. This isn't a shot at him. He's extremely aggressive scoring-wise, not necessarily kicking it out, so we know we should start crashing. It's good offense for us because he is extremely efficient, and me and Coleman just try to crash the, crash for the rebounds. He's selfish. <laughs> but I thought – I even texted you. I thought he had a great pass out to Epps. Um, it was actually a bounce pass from like – He just tossed it. 30 feet away. So. Tossed it 10 feet to the right of him. Um, just go get yeah. it. Yeah. But he had a couple nice moves, dunks, the lefty from the free throw. Maybe you should start <laughs> shooting free throws left-handed. you think that'll help? Maybe. <laughs> uh, Terrence Shannon Jr., 24 minutes, 2 of 6 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3, 2 for 2 from the line, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 6 turnovers. Ouch. Um, he was limited due to fouls. Two of his turnovers were charges. The second one definitely wasn't a charge. Terrible call by the refs. Terrible. Um, and I, I looked it up. This was the most turnovers he's had since the Virginia game. So uh, he had four in the Indiana game. He just, I don't know. The pe- guys can get, it seems like they can get to him when he goes to the lane. They can pop it out a little bit easier. So I, I do like him only taking one three. He gets in these, these zones where, he takes a few step back threes that you don't like. So um, I think I even talked about it last game that I'd like less from him. So uh, he apparently listens to the podcast and uh, took my advice. So. Certainly the most air balls in the country this year, I would say. <laughs> it's got to be up there. It's got to be up there. Uh, RJ Melendez, 26 minutes, one for six, 0 for four from three, four rebounds, one assist, one turnover. Uh Really, the only thing about RJ that I mean stuck out was the dunk. Uh, the I what kind of stuck out to me was the back to back missed wide open threes. Uh, he's now 18 for 72 on the year, shooting 25 percent. Um, he hasn't made more than two threes in a game, so I don't know. Brad said that he still loves RJ's shots. Um, he said the dunk shows his athleticism and his length. Uh, the job he is doing on defense is elite. Do, do we just want RJ to just try to drive every time instead of I keep shooting, keep whatever. shooting, All whatever. Right. Right. I mean, literally just had 80 feet of space on the first. I think it was maybe the first or the second one he took. Just not even. I, not he even close. The thing is, like, I feel like he's a better shooter when he's contested. I mean, you know what I mean? Because I think at least three of them were wide open. I, don't, I can't remember the fourth one. First one of the game was wide open. Then he had the back-to-back ones. They were both oh wide open. <laughs> so at least he's not afraid to shoot. I guess, huh? Yeah, he's he's got to keep getting them up. So I don't know. Um, I he, there's yeah, it has to be mental right now. I think so. Hopefully, he'll get it back. Uh, Ty Rogers nine minutes, zero for two from the line, one rebound. Uh, he basically, his minutes were when sincere and Epps were struggling on Chucky seemed like they sent Ty Rogers out there to try to guard him. Uh, he did fine. 
he did kind of, he did come in to play the point guard once, but then I think Shannon ended up being the point guard. So, you know, Brad Underwood's offense doesn't need a point guard, but Ty was fine for his minutes. His free throws are still brutal, but <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Uh, sincere nine minutes, 0 for one, two rebounds, one assist, one turnover. I, uh, Decided to look it up um, because it, it seems like it's been he played seven last game, nine this game, and since he lost his starting job, um, Brad, you know, always says I don't care who starts, uh, you know, it doesn't matter to me. But uh, he started his first game start was against Bethune Cookman, and over those games where he started, he averaged sixteen and a half minutes, and the last two he's averaging eight. So uh, I. I don't know why that is. I, I assume because Jay Neps is playing so good. Um, he sincere just seems like the guy that's going to take Epps spot when he needs some rest right now. So, uh, which is, I think fine. I'm okay with it. Yep. You all right? No, I'm just, you know, Oh, I input today. Okay. Other well, notes and quotes. It's going to be Ty quick Rogers, one. Ty Rogers and sincere Harris are going to play more tomorrow. So, Something to think about. You think? Yeah. Why? Because it's Nebraska? I mean, you know. What if it's a close game? This isn't a game that's going to require you to play 30-plus for four or five guys. And RJ's not going to play 26 in this game because Shannon's not going to be in foul trouble. You know. So what do you think? You think RJ's going to play 40? Because I think that RJ. RJ's going to play, play 40 and take like 20 shots. RJ's going to play 21, obviously. Okay. Uh, Sincere's going to play 12. Ty Rogers is going to play 15. Okay. <laughs> Dane Danger's going to play like 12, and it's going to be really annoying. Because he's going to get in foul trouble? Either that or they're just going to try to go small or something. I don't know. Gotcha. They're going to play more. All right. Other notes and quotes. Uh, 22-4 scoring run. I was I was right. 22-4 scoring run. Uh, after Wisconsin came back and got it up, got up one. Um, they won the rebounding battle, 37-31. 11 turnovers. Uh, of course, two of those were. Uh, I got to answer this. <laughs> TSJ charges is what two of those were. Like we said earlier, the second one, horrific call. And I think it's all obvious at this point that that college basketball refs just don't know what's a charge, what's not a charge. I mean, Malik Hall from Michigan State in the Purdue-Michigan State game yesterday just got called for a horrific one in the second half, a really, really bad one. Um, but, I mean, what can you expect? I think you got to go into every game now knowing or thinking that the refs are just going to not be that good. And I think that that's uh, that's just something you got to live with right now, especially in the Big Ten. I mean, this referee crew that they had for this game was uh, Larry Sherado, Brooks Wells, Brandon Cruz. Not a good crew. Maybe one of the worst crews in the Big Ten when it comes to overall ranking because uh, Larry S. is 35th. This Brooks Wells fellow is 72nd. And this Brandon Cruz fellow is 134th. So it has to be one of the worst crews in the Big Ten. So it can't be surprising that they would screw up some calls as such. Yeah. The refs uh, in the Big Ten are great. Yep. 
they held uh, Wisconsin to 18% shooting in the first half, which is – I don't know if that's more Illinois' defense or Wisconsin's bad shooting. I felt like was, Wisconsin could have stayed in this game. They missed some pretty wide-open threes after they hit three in a row. Um, so you, you take what you get. Um, Illinois 6 of 20 from three for – 30%. I'm okay with 23, especially when Matthew Myers taking 11 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and 11 for 18 from the line. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Well, you had, uh, you know, Dane one for two, Ty O for two, Hawkins three for six, but like two, two of those three misses were in and out. Yeah. Meyer three for four missed his first. And then, you know, Shannon and Epps two for two. Very nice. Ho hum two for two. Oh, the free throw thing is kind of like turnover thing where, and it's got like a three-point thing where most of your misses or turnovers or three-point misses or uh, attempts are from one guy or two yeah. guys. So in this case, I would say Rodgers and Hawkins are missing five of the seven free throws. And then Shannon, six of 11 turnovers. Meyer, 11 of 23 attempts. Is that his most threes attempted in the in – the, it's got to be up there. It's, yeah, I, I think that it is. It is, yeah. His other – he had he, he attempted had, eight against Nebraska and Missouri. And he, did he make five another game too? Texas, he was uh, five for five. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. That'll pretty good. work, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Underwood's post game. Uh, he started with uh, very, very tough to play or place to come in and win. <laughs> I thought our defense was outstanding. You don't do that against a Wisconsin team very often. Um, he said Wisconsin's offensive efficiency is 125th in the country, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not very, very great offensive. And getting ty- ty- Tyler Wall in foul trouble early. I think he played six minutes in the first half. Um, he got in, and then he got in foul trouble in the second half. Uh, it seemed like, you know, Underwood was trying to attack him. Uh, I think he said that the first play of the, of the second half was the attack Tyler Wall. I believe that it ended up being a broken play because Terrence Shannon Jr. drove to the basket on that one. But whatever. Um, he said, quote, you go on the road and win. You're not going to expect the ball to go in. We've tried to build an identity of our whole program based on the on the night we that they don't go in. And how do you win in this league? Holding them to 8% was a start withstanding the home team runs and energy is a major league growth for us. Um, well, I don't think there's any argument that uh, Illinois has probably been the best Big Ten team on the road in the last three or four years. So, yeah, I think maybe more coaches should try to do what Brad's doing on the road, maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and you had to like that, you know, the team bounced back after Wisconsin went on that run. Uh, they they didn't hang their heads. They you know apparently Coleman you know was soothing and energetic at the same time. Electric, electric, electric. Yeah. So uh, Brad was asked about the progressions over the last few weeks, and he said, "Quote came a long way. We were in close games, UCLA, Virginia, and even the Texas game. You have to be able to execute." I'm not saying we weren't tough. We didn't execute at that time. You go back to Penn State, and we were. We unraveled offensively and defensively. <laughs> we have grown a lot. Practice helped extensive practice over Christmas break. We still have room to grow and we can grow to get where we want to go. So, 
That was like the end of a Dr. Seuss book. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, BM Eddie says, I love this team, but we miss a bunch of layups. They they miss a bunch of layups against Indiana. This game wasn't so bad, was it? That's just not something that I care about um, because <laughs> it's not that big of a deal on a grand stage. Uh, top twenty-five, be. the top twenty-five players in the country according to EvanMaya.com, which is according to the Bayesian uh, performance rating BPR measures a player's overall impact on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Illinois has one player on this list. Would you like to guess who it is? Uh, Coleman Hawkins. Not even close. How can it not even be close? They play on Illinois. Whatever, yeah. Uh, It's actually very close. Yeah, it's very close. (laughs) Same position, pretty much same size. (laughs) Meyer is 17th in the country, which this, you know, measures the player's overall impact on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So uh, notable, Edie's number one. Uh, Other notable names in the Big Ten. Uh, Chris Murray, 21. I think that's the only other Big Ten one. Or Jalen Pickett, 22, which that feels low. Uh, yeah, so Meyer, according to this, is the second best player in the Big Ten. Wow. But that's right just right behind Edie, huh? Edie won Meyer 17. Okay. All right. There's a lot of NBA uh, prospects in there. A lot of guys are like, they're not going to do anything in the NBA. So, <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. I mean, you have literally the 14th best player in the country is five foot nine point guard, Zakai Ziegler, who's terrific, but like, Jesus. Uh, all right. I just saw that on Twitter, so I forgot yeah. to bring it up. Um, and we can go ahead and say it. Uh, me and Ethan were both wrong. Thanks for proving us wrong, Illinois. We thought you'd get beat. So, Well, I was just expecting them to lose because it's hard to beat a team twice in a year. I didn't know if they would be able to slow down Hepburn and Wall. Obviously, the refs kind of helped by giving Wall at least one really ticky-tack foul. Yeah. Out of the but he floor. also should have been called for the hook and hold. So Yeah, yeah. And uh, he did make a three, which is surprising. He's not the the biggest three point shooter yeah. in the world. Um, but he took a couple of them too. But he was wide open, so you know, Coleman Hawkins. <clears throat> I wouldn't close out on a twenty six percent three point shooter either. <laughs> is that why RJ is open all the time? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. Uh, all right, Illinois back at it tomorrow night against Nebraska. Illinois comes in 15 and 6, 6 and 4 in the Big Ten. They are uh, third in votes in the top 25 outside the top 25. Missouri is first, Charleston second, Illinois third. There's only two teams in the poll right now, which is an Indiana team that barely beat a dead Minnesota team and an Indiana team that did exactly what they were supposed to do, which is beat up a bad Ohio State team at home. So. I guess that's worthy of being in there, whatever. I mean, you look at every other ranking or other people's – like Goodman has Illinois three or four spots ahead of Indiana, so whatever. Uh, the AP poll is full of a bunch of loser mainstream posers. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Illinois 6-4 and four in the Big Ten. They are tied with Rutgers and Indiana at 6-4. and four. Northwestern is 6-3, and three, but obviously they're going to get smoked by Iowa on, uh, on tomorrow as well. On tomorrow. Um, yeah, Nebraska 10 and 12 overall, three and eight in the Big Ten. Uh, not the best of teams. This will be the second game against them. Illinois won the first one 76 to 50 at Nebraska, so already beat them on their home floor. Uh, they're three and eight in the Big Ten, like I said. Uh, this game's Big Ten Network, six o'clock tomorrow night. 
Uh, they've lost three straight since they somehow – well, I don't even know if it's somehow anymore. They beat Ohio State. They've lost three straight since then. Uh, Juwan Gary, who's an Alabama transfer, we saw him go down against Illinois with the shoulder. He's been out since that game. Uh, and then Emmanuel Bandumel, or Bandumel is out for the season. He played against Illinois, but he's now out for the year. Their last three losses have come with a point differential of minus 45 uh, to Penn State, Northwestern, and Maryland. So they've gotten killed their last three games. Uh, and I think they may be the only team in the Big Ten that's worse the free throw line than <laughs> Illinois. They are 349th. Illinois is 324th. I, I, I didn't even uh, bother no, looking at the other teams. I think Minnesota is the worst in the country. You might be right. So I just I didn't even bother it because I figured it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Minnesota is the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're the third. They're Illinois is the third worst. Yeah, assuming that nobody else, like Minnesota, is legitimately three hundred sixty three out of three hundred sixty three. Wow, that is real bad. It's a tough, a tough one there. I don't even. Is there even like in terms of high major teams? There can't even. The only team close to them is Mississippi State. <laughs> that's that bad at the free throw line. And Mississippi State is three hundred fifty fifth. So that is kind of close. But anyway. They're not good at the line. Uh, the mm. Nebraska projected lineup, you got Sam Greasel, 6'7", point guard, 12 points, 4 of 11 in the field, 4 of 9 from the uh, free throw line against Illinois in that first matchup. He was pretty much non-existent other than the uh, the free throw line going there a bunch. So I don't think Illinois should have any problem containing him. Uh, apparently the greatest shooter of all time, if you ask Brad Underwood, Kasey Tomanaga, the guard who's starting now, six foot two. At 22 points against Northwestern. I think he only made a couple threes in that game, though. So, How long has he been starting? Probably you know? since Ben Dumoul went out, I assume. Okay. Uh, let me look. I will give this a look. He uh, had three points against Maryland. Uh, yeah, Brad today called him elite. If I know started, you guys are shocked by that. He started the last four games. Okay. If Illinois can't completely shut him down as a six foot two guard who can really only shoot threes and sometimes score on there, if they can't shut him down, then like what are we even doing? Right. Uh, this should be a player that they just completely dominate on the defensive end. Uh, Jamarcus Lawrence, not to be confused with Cowboys defensive lineman Demarcus Lawrence, <laughs> uh, six foot three freshman, 123 offensive rating, 119 offensive rating. Last two games on Ken Palms, that's not bad. You know, efficient, doing his yeah. job, maybe not scoring a lot, but making the right plays. Uh, they got Denim Dawson, who's a forward, six foot six. He fouls a lot. He's had multiple four foul games uh, on in his stat sheet this year. This is a small lineup uh, with their second tallest player being their point guard. So they have Derek Walker, six foot nine, 17 turnovers in his last four games. Oh, wow. And 16 points, eight rebounds against Maryland. So we'll get to see hopefully him versus Danger. I know last time there was foul trouble for him. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I don't see any reason why Dane can't have a good game on both ends in this uh, in this matchup. Yeah, if they get him the ball. We got Nebraska without two rotation players. You got to think they're not going to be very deep. So if anybody gets some foul trouble for them, they're in trouble, I would yeah. assume. I don't yeah. know where Wilcher's at. I guess maybe he's just not starting now. Um, hmm. And they also do have uh, Wilhelm Breidenbach, who is not to be truffled with. Hopefully Coleman can get a little revenge on him since he took Coleman to school in that last game. His season high was against Illinois, or his second most points of the season was against Illinois. Wilhelm Breidenbach. 11 points against Illinois, 13 against Kansas State. So his two best performances of the year <laughs> were against Kansas State, who's going to be 
like a two or three seed yeah. in Illinois. Weird. Uh, but he scored three points in their last game against Maryland. So, you know, we'll see if he does anything. Probably not. Uh, Ken Palm, Illinois offensive efficiency 53rd, Nebraska 189. Defensive efficiency, Illinois 18th, Nebraska 56th. Adjusted tempo, Illinois 77th, Nebraska 257. And overall, Illinois 23rd, Nebraska 99th. What'd their defense go up from last game? They were in the 20s, right? Or not? Um, I want to say that they were like, I got it. Hold on, 23rd or something, 22nd. Okay, 22nd. Yeah, Four. all right. I, I assume their offense probably dropped because their defense was elite against what, Wisconsin. What was their offense at last last game? I don't know. I already closed it. Jesus, but I'll look. I'll look. I'm looking. I'm looking. Don't yell at me. Uh, offense was uh, 70, nope, 51. Nope. Uh, offense 51. only dropped two spots. Not bad. Tempo Surprising. was 71. It's to 77 now since that last game was a slog. 75, I mean. Obviously. All right. <laughs> All right, players to watch. <laughs> players to watch. Uh, I'm going to go with Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, he had 25 points against Nebraska last game. Uh, did that mostly through getting – to the lane. Um, he was 10 to 17 from the field, two of seven from three. So I uh, took seven threes against Nebraska last time. Again, I'd like to see him slow down on those. I think that he's probably going to want to get his this game after the foul trouble and not doing much. Um, so I'm looking for Terrence Shannon to have another big game. Uh, and then I went with Sam Greasel, however you say his name, um, because I think that I went with him last time no one always shut him down so let's uh well shut him down again will he get a flop called on him in this game you think no no okay is there a flop is do they have that anymore it's usually just a technical right yeah yeah i mean uh rj got one but he's flopped like six times this year so one out of six did meyer flop on that and one three uh, I think that he got fouled and then went into him. Um, I don't think that it would have knocked him down normally. So I would I think say it was a veteran savvy play. I would say yes, but he got hit on the arm. The, yeah. the landing really didn't. The guy was in his area, but he wasn't that much in his area. So kind of uh, like uh, Patrick Mahomes going out of bounds yesterday. My player of the game, my player to watch is uh, RJ Melendez. Yeah, he will make at least two threes in this game, folks. He needs at to make three. three. He hasn't made three all year. We need three from him. He, I thought he made three against Nebraska the first time. Negative. He did something. He uh, what did two he do? For, uh, he was he was two for six from three against Nebraska last time. That was probably his best game of the year. <laughs> Ten <laughs> points. You're, I think he probably got player of the game. His best game of the year was probably uh, Syracuse, where he had 15 points, but seven of them were uh, the free throw I'm line. I'm pretty sure we gave him player of the game against Nebraska. We're really just trying to be nice, though. <laughs> we were... I mean, Shannon had to be one of our, our players of the game for that game. Uh, I don't know. Shannon and Hawkins or Shannon and Epps. I mean, uh, Epps was literally five for that. six. Oh, never mind. <clears throat> I was going to say, <clears throat> would have been trying to us trying to be nice. I gave, I gave it to Epps. You gave it to Shannon. Yeah. All right. Marjay got one player of the game this year, at least. 
Lindenwood. We need to do a tally. No, Lindenwood would have been Sky, Sky Clark. Clark. I did a couple years ago. I did that. Uh, Derek Walker's my player for Nebraska because I believe I picked him last time, and yeah. hopefully <laughs> Illinois shuts him down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought about going Dane Danger, uh, Derek Walker again, but I didn't. All right, predictions. I mean, you're just showing no respect to Fred Hoiberg. Illinois beat him by 26 last time. I think Illinois uh, has at least four players, if not five, in double figures this game. Uh, Illinois is going to beat the snot out of Nebraska back in the farm. 83-57, all Illini. I think I have an addiction to picking games way closer than they should be. (laughs) Uh, So I'm just going to go Illinois 75-65. But I also want a 75-55 record uh, game on my record. So, okay, ten or twenty. That's that's something. And if you want to throw like 78-52 on there, you can as well. Three three scores right there for you. Uh, but I I don't think this is a game that we should be nervous about late. Like when there's ten minutes left in the second half, I don't think that yeah. we should have to be on the edge of our seats. I hope not, um, but you never know. That is true. You never know, you know. Especially in a conference like this, they say, you know, it's all about how hard it is in the Big Ten. It's, it's, life is so hard in the Big Ten. Anyway. Life is hard, but not only on the road, though. Yeah, uh, so. which don't tell that to Illinois if they're playing Indiana <laughs> or Penn State. <laughs> um, all right, around the Big Ten. Are we doing a watch party? I mean, we can. I don't know. Uh, I did – I did. I mean, it's uh, a six o'clock game on a Tuesday. So I said that I would do the mustache for the watch party. I contacted the person <laughs> that uh, tossed that out there. I said, would rather I do it for this episode or for the next watch party? So the next watch party is when the mustache is going to return. I don't know. You know, in terms of the schedule, I don't really think that we would have any other options other than this one for like the immediate. Yeah. I mean, you know, might like, as well, might as well I, one I'll in, just put right? it this way I would rather do this game. On a Tuesday, the next Tuesday's game. Okay. Because Minnesota, seriously? Is that a yeah. joke or no? And Iowa, we just don't do Iowa games because those can just get <laughs> out of control <laughs> no matter who's playing for either team. That's true. And after that, I wouldn't hate doing a uh, Rutgers one on a Saturday or a uh, Penn State in a Tuesday revenge game. Definitely can't do Indiana. Definitely can't do Northwestern. Could do Ohio State again, but they'll be dead by then. Michigan will be dead by then. And then Purdue, I mean, we did it last year and it was annoying. So like, you know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I, I we mean can if we to... could if we can do Purdue last game of the season, especially if Purdue's gonna be, you know, number one in the if nation. Purdue if Purdue's eighteen and one going into that game and Illinois is like twelve and seven, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but um maybe yeah. we try to depending on what's what's what in terms of the Big Ten tournament, maybe we do one of those for a change. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. That would work. We're already setting records, though, in terms of watch parties. So I guess we'll put one on the docket for tomorrow, I guess. And uh, if anything comes up, then we'll let everybody know, I guess. We're going to have thousands of people in there. So That's right. All right. right. Uh, Just some Big Ten stats I've come across here, just to go over here before we get out of here. Um, The Big Ten on Ken Palm, I kind of have a – a green and a yellow and a red zone for the Big Ten and the teams Okay. in the Big Ten. I would say the red zone right now would be Michigan 68, Wisconsin 70, Nebraska's 99th, as I said earlier, and Minnesota's 191. 
So um, those are the teams that are in trouble from a metrics perspective. And Wisconsin and Michigan can't make the tournament with these metrics and losses in resume. Um, the yellow zone, which is teams that are probably going to make the tournament, but their metrics could hold them back. Uh, Ohio State 27th, they are not an example of that. I'd rather just put them in the red. They have good metrics because of their offense, but their record is horrific. So that's a problem. Maryland 32nd, that's good for them. Iowa 35th. Penn State 40th. Penn State bubble team, I would say. Uh, yeah. and a lot of people don't have men right now, but I don't know if I agree with that. <clears throat> they have some uh, interesting games on their resume, whether it's winning at Illinois or losing to – Northwestern losing to Michigan State, I think, uh, losing to Michigan, beating Michigan, but they did lose to Michigan earlier. Uh, Northwestern 43rd, Michigan State 44th. In the green zone, Purdue is fourth overall in the country, Rutgers 18th, Indiana 19th, Illinois 23rd. So uh, that is every team in the Big Ten right now until tomorrow, because I don't know if, if Nebraska wins, they'll stay in the top 100, but if they lose, they're probably going to drop out. So every team except for Minnesota in the top 100, on uh, Ken Palm, which is a good thing. You don't want to have too many uh, bottom feeders. Uh, Bartorvik, which is another metric uh, site. In this one, you can kind of measure game to game, week to week. So the last two weeks of games uh, for Big Ten teams, in the last two weeks, Purdue has the third-ranked defensive efficiency in the country. Indiana has the ninth-ranked offensive efficiency in the country. Iowa has the seventh-ranked offensive efficiency in the country. Northwestern has the eleventh-ranked offensive efficiency. So then you go to Illinois, who in the last two weeks has the hundred forty-fifth-ranked offense and the twenty-fourth-ranked defense, which is not surprising. I think a game like the Wisconsin game would have tanked their <laughs> metrics a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that is. And Ohio State, they didn't exactly light it up from a scoring perspective. So I don't, when was the last time they scored seventy plus? I don't know. Let me look. It's been a, been a hot minute. Uh, Imbrats, what's going on, man? Uh, Line will be 15 and 5 in conference, and I am still in it with my preseason guess. Well, that's better than my 17 and 3. So I don't even know what I had. 13 and 7, I think I had. I'm probably going to be right probably, on the money. Probably, yeah. I'm going to be right on the money. Uh, and they're going to finish third, like I said. How about that, everybody? Uh, all right. Big Ten games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. Other than the Illinois game, you got uh, Indiana at Maryland. You got Northwestern at Iowa, Penn State at Purdue, Minnesota at Rutgers, Wisconsin at Ohio State, Michigan at Northwestern. So uh, I say a team like Northwestern, who's in sole possession of second place right now, is probably going to start to slip because I think their schedule is going to get a little bit harder from here on out. But they have done what they've needed to do to this point. Yeah, um, yeah. I think their schedule's tough, but it's not like I mean at Iowa, yeah, Michigan. Uh, home against Michigan at Wisconsin at Ohio State. Home against Purdue. Home against Indiana. Home against Iowa at Illinois at Maryland. Penn State at home and Rutgers on the road. So like Iowa, I think they lose that game. Michigan, I think they lose that game because I think Michigan's going to be desperate. Um, Wisconsin, they could very well lose that game. Ohio State, they could lose. Purdue, they'll lose. Indiana, they'll lose. Home against Iowa, they could win that. They'll lose it on the road at Illinois and at Maryland. Penn State, I think they'll probably win that, and they'll lose at Rutgers. So that right there puts them like what, eight and twelve, nine and thirteen. I mean, I, you know, this team, this team sucks, folks. Nine and eleven. By the way. <laughs> 
this team's a bunch of frauds. You're going to learn that soon. Like, wow, there's, they've been so impressive in the Big Ten. They beat Michigan State. Fine, that's a fine win on the road. But it was Michigan State without Malik Hall. Michigan State hadn't really found themselves yet early December. They were just coming off of some big non-conference wins. Uh, they beat Illinois when Illinois was lost. They beat Indiana when Indiana was lost. They beat Wisconsin, who's been scuffling. And we're just working, working wall back into the rotation. And they beat Nebraska and Minnesota. So, like, Northwestern's resume is not good at all. So, I don't know why we're pretending like it is. Everyone's making this big buzz about all oh, Northwestern. This team lost by 29 to Pitt. I, I, like, what? Hello? I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so impressed that Northwestern beat DePaul by 28. God, that is so impressive. Give me a break. <laughs> They've played like one, two, three, four, five. They've played five road games the entire season out of 20 to this point. So, I mean, what do we, you know, right? How many have right. played? <laughs> Illinois probably only played five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm just I'm saying. i look for a prediction if I can't find it. Illinois only played five road games out of 21, but Illinois also has a good resume, so shut up. Uh, <clears throat> Ken Palm 13-7, you were right 13-7 Nailed it uh, Ken Palm National Player of the Year standings Edie Runaway, not even close, number one TJJ, number three And Jalen Pickett, number four Okay Almost out of here, thank God <laughs> Almost uh, out of here Quick bracketology check, the Big Ten I just found uh, Jerry Palm, CBS And I was like, okay, whatever the Good presentation, and uh, we'll see. I don't think he's the most accurate, but recently updated, so that was a big plus as well. Uh, right now, the Big Ten would have eight teams in the field with a couple on the outside looking in. Uh, Purdue would be a one seed in the south, according to this. Indiana would be a five seed in the east. They would play Charleston. Illinois would be a five seed in the west. They would play Oral Roberts, who is a one-man team. Uh, Rutgers would be a seven in the east. They would play Nevada. Michigan State would be a seven in the Midwest. They would play Creighton. Creighton would 100% win that game. Northwestern, uh, an eight in the west. This is all you need to know about the resume. Second place in the Big Ten, eight seed. Good yeah, job, guys. Rough. Uh, Boise State would be their opponent right now. Uh, Iowa would be a 10 in the west against San Diego State. And then Maryland, a 10 in the south. Here's Duke. That's as a seven. Mm. And then Wisconsin and Penn State, first four out, which – I don't know. I, Wisconsin's metrics are so bad, and the resume is not that great. I don't think they should be in the same playing field with Penn State in terms of resume and evaluation. Like, I know there may be some ugly losses on the resume, but at some point, Wisconsin, like four and six in the Big Ten, metrics that aren't good. Uh, yeah. The resume, they do have some good non conference wins, which is probably the only reason they're in the first four out, but. It just seems like teams that have been like losing, they're not falling anywhere. Like the net still has Ohio State in the top 30, doesn't it? Which is just, I mean, insane. UConn's won what? Two of the last eight, and they're still ranked in the eight people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin's lost six of seven, and their one win was very close against Penn State. Yeah. Uh, But I guess from a resume perspective, they do have a better resume than – Penn State and Penn State is five and five in the Big Ten, so it's really not like you know they should be automatically in. But I do think that they're a much better team than Wisconsin, even though they lost to them on the road. But uh, so I don't know. 
So I just uh, I was looking at the preseason predictions. You have Illinois thirteen and seven projected as a five seed. I mean, that's um, just right of the money. But also, you have them losing four of the next uh, four of the next ten. So uh, it's all right. Twelve and eight is is more close enough, it. huh? So at Iowa, at Penn State, at Indiana, and at Purdue. But I think Purdue's at home, right? No, it's at Purdue. Oh man! All right. Well, never mind then. So, I think they beat Penn State, though. I do too. Um, yeah, but like Wisconsin beat uh, Marquette and USC and Dayton mm-hmm. in the non-conference. Those are probably saviors for them. And really, I mean, they don't have any bad losses per se. Uh, Wake Forest is not a great one, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and Brat says, uh, somebody has has got to beat Purdue. It has almost happened so many times. <clears throat> I just don't know who 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 can do it. I'm almost okay with them just going 19 and one. I don't even care. Yeah, me too. Uh, at Indiana, though, that's probably the next shot that they lose. Yeah, that'll be an electric game Saturday, uh, or it might be a soothing game. We don't even know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, we got here. Anything? No. Oh, better throw in the countdown. Yeah. Let me. Uh, 2023 countdown to March Madness number one podcast Monday, February sixth. Coming in hot next Monday. Uh, listen to Ethan talk about all the college teams and me just kind of say a few things about the Big Ten. You guys will enjoy that. <laughs> yep yep uh what is this year four year three year three or four of doing it's gonna it, be so. three because we started four. the after did we i thought we, we did, did it before we started the alani podcast uh yeah it's a good i don't know i mean what i 20 do i thought we did it for the tournament that never happened yeah and then we did it for the one that did then we did it for last year and then this year that'd be four all right. We'll see you next week for that. And we'll see you tomorrow for the watch party tomorrow. And then we'll see you for the podcast after that. And then another podcast. And then this probably, or switch it around. All right. Uh, we've all seen enough, huh? Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. And then episode 144 later in the week, just beat Nebraska. That's all you got to yeah, do. Please. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go down that road. Beat Nebraska. That's all you got to do. <laughs>